Hello? Oh my gosh. Oh, great, they're back. <laughs> hey guys. My dad is five minutes. <laughs> my dad is five minutes into the <laughs> My dad is lighting. <laughs> You're just- your dad's lighting, lighting what? He's in my bathroom right now. He's five. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's five minutes in. I need to get on the podcast. <laughs> I probably got another ten minutes. You got another ten minutes. What you're saying is your dad's taking a big dump. Yeah, he's lighting up the bathroom. Lighting it up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a very colorful. Movie. I want you to know that we talk about poop a lot in this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go check on him. Oh, I feel, oh much, my God. I feel much better now. <laughs> Welcome to the first transatlantic episode of the SS. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. No, do what you did last time with the transatlantic. That was good. Am I keeping any of that in? Yeah. I, I mean, because I assume most people are gonna feel like Chris, who hate Bill Simmons. And I and I want them to know that I want them to hate me like I used to hate Bill Simmons. It doesn't matter if they hate us or love us as long as they listen to us. Which one of these am I supposed to be about? Um, I'm I'm still reading over this. Uh, Executive. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're doing okay. that right now. Now's a good time to read over it. When was I supposed to do it? In the know. ten seconds you sent it to me before we started. Probably in those ten seconds. Is there ambient noise that's bugging you guys or what? I, I'm giving it a moment. See if it disappears. We can, we, yeah, it's going to disappear. We, I, we thought it, I thought it was a beat. I thought you were a DJ now. <laughs> now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Welcome to the first transatlantic episode of the SSEU podcast, where we bring you the best garbage opinions on the internet. You can find us on Google Play, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Overwatch, and Ryan, what are the other ones called? Stitcher, Stitcher. Pocket Rocket. That's... Pocket monster. That's it. We are very happy to bring this episode to you today as the first trans podcast. No, that doesn't <laughs> sound right. The first trans podcast in tribute to another podcast. That's the, exactly what we are. The first. We are. We are yep. trans. Yep. We are trans podcast in tribute to the Subbeacon podcast, which is a very uh, trans friendly podcast. Transatlantic, I mean, obviously. I appreciate how Thomas had no clue whether it was the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean between us and Europe. <laughs> Last week he's like, trans, I don't know, Pacific, whatever it's called. It's- he did never say Pacific. He said Atlantic, I think. But he said Atlantic, question mark. Okay. He didn't say Pacific. I don't remember me saying question mark. Okay, well. Yeah, you did. You in- said transatlantic, question mark. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> How about right in this spot here, you edit and place in your the audio from last week, and then that'll answer the question. Moving on. Are we talking slow? 
All right, just just hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just give me two minutes, Isaac. Go he downstairs wanted to congratulate now. Tyson. Let him congratulate Tyson, Chris. <laughs> no, go downstairs now. Did he say something about a paywall? What's behind a paywall? <laughs> Do you make your kids go pay to go into have a subscription to go into certain rooms? Like that room is behind the paywall. <laughs> How do you run your house? The same way. I was just making sure I was right. the only one. I, I don't know how else you regulate their comings and goings. I'm sorry. Your payment declined this week. You can't come in. <laughs> Got a poop in the backyard. <laughs> Wait a second. Do you have a bathroom inside the house? Well, yeah, but only for behind the paywall. Yeah, okay. premium subscribers. <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty... Uh, they are rare, so... I figure that we should start today's episode by congratulating Tyson on uh, his wedding this past weekend. Congratulations, which, Tyson. Which we weren't invited to, but... He invited us all to some gathering in northern Wisconsin. Was that the reception, or was that, like, a family reunion? Is the home of Tyson Chicken in Wisconsin? <laughs> Uh, he had a small wedding in the Twin Cities, but then he was like, oh, somewhere in northern Wisconsin, you guys can come and... Yeah, but it didn't... Because like, knowing that no one wants to go to Wisconsin. So do you get... Did they just hand out, like, bags of, like, frozen raw chicken at the wedding? Was that what the, the favors were? Frozen? It's just, like, just a just a slab of chicken and chicken sauce. And one scoop. What are we Line talking about? Wisconsin? Are we talking about Wisconsin stuff, or are we talking about Tyson Foods? <laughs> kind of a blend. Goose Island is from Chicago, but it's owned by Anheuser-Busch. And also, Mike Tyson was there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he punched some people, then roughed up some girls. And <laughs> Pigeon ear. Right. So, but, then, but then he talked about pigeons. Everybody loved him again. Talking <laughs> <laughs> about Tyson Olsen, right? Who? <laughs> The, the, the prequel-loving boxer, heavyweight champion, who went to prison. We, we don't know why. The guy with the started, started a chicken uh, company. I liked him in The Hangover. He, still is. he was great in The Hangover. The second item on the agenda, we would like to lodge a formal complaint against the sub-beacon stealing our mm. material. Mm-hmm. Indeed. We agreed. Like we, we sat down and we hashed this out with them. We, yeah. we agreed that we could steal their name, the, the essence of their show, their fans. We could steal all this stuff from uh, from them, and they were not allowed to steal anything from us. Yeah. That's what we said. Yeah, And now they're well, taking transitions. I, I thought that we were, were the, the poop podcast. They could cover urine and all things urine and other bodily fluids. But my understanding is we had we had claim on, on poop. We did. Is we poop, definitely. Is poop a bodily fluid? Fluid, or does it depend? Well, it depends on how your day is going. <laughs> Indeed. Are you familiar with the Bristol stool scale? <laughs> oh, uh, tell right. us more, Chris. Oh, wait. We need to get flag and flag five back on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll put that in the outtakes. <laughs> but, but Chris, uh, I f- figure that you would step up the game with a poop story. Oh, we're starting with this, huh? All right. What I realized when I heard Sonny tell his story, I have a lot of really good stories involving my children, but I decided this one's about me. So I have uh, been very fortunate to have a quite a sturdy constitution. But the thing about this is that it the first time that you kind of have you're a a sturdy constitutional conservative. Indeed. (laughs) Uh, it kind of makes you dumb when you actually do have abdominal or GI issues. So for about that's what, four that's days, what GI Joe I was about. ready to go on a uh, 
on a big hiking trip out to Glacier National Park, I, I, I had a stomach bug and I didn't realize it. I, I had this intense abdominal pain, no other symptoms. It, it didn't throw me off that much. It was fine. Hang on, hang on. Are you about to say that you used the bathroom at a restaurant and the waitress came out and said, that's the exact same dunk <laughs> Scarlett Johansson took in that bathroom? How did she know? <laughs> this was actually right before that, that uh, trip, though. Okay. So a- anyway, I had some issues that I thought I, I kind of got over. I'm like, I remember being in the middle of a run. I, I was like oh, three miles gosh. into a run and like stopping because <laughs> I had such intense pain. But what? that's all it was, was, was discomfort. Oh. Anyway, it kind of went away. Um, a friend flew in and we drove to Rapid City, South Dakota. And we're there at, at this brew pub. One of my favorite brew pubs is called The Firehouse. It's it's a, a place that has live music every night of the summer. It's it's a really neat place. As you're driving across I-90, not only uh, in, in South Dakota, not only will you see tons of billboards for Wall Drug, you will see um, a bunch of fire trucks parked by billboards advertising this brew pub. It's an old fire station. Really cool place. Anyway, I'm sitting there with right, my friend. Uh, hang on, question. Do, do these fire trucks not have better things to do? Putting out fires? It's a, these are retired fire trucks. Like I guess when the, when one comes up for auction, they'll buy one and. Are they still getting a pension? <laughs> <laughs> I bet their union is great. I, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, I had thought that I had gotten sufficiently better, but anyway, so my friend and I are sitting there having a burger, a few beers. There's kind of an indoor outdoor vibe at this brew pub. We're sitting there outside and. Um, off the street wanders this guy, ah, 60-something. I wish I could remember his name. We'll call him Roger. All right, Roger takes a seat at our table, and he's like, buy me a beer. <laughs> at your table? At our table. So, like, this is we're outside, and you can walk straight from the sidewalk sure. to the outdoor seating where there's live music. I, I get it, but it's still, I mean, that's yeah. a little Comes jarring. up to our table, and he's like, buy me a beer. And we're like, oh, no, like this guy kind of looks homeless. You know what? I was like, no, I won't buy you a beer, but I'll buy you a burger. Like, you look hungry. I'll, like, I'll buy it. So I bought him a burger. We sat there and talked for a while. A number of times he asked for a beer. We say no and um, bid him good night. While um, you guys are drinking your beer. Yeah. Right in front. <laughs> I mean, there is a sense that we don't want I, to. I understand why. I understand why. I'm just saying. <laughs> Were you like blowing your breath in his face every time you took a drink? Like, doesn't that smell good? You know, if he's homeless because of substance abuse, we didn't want to be contributing to that while also showing him mercy. I, and I understand over. why. I I would have probably done the same thing. I was just pointing out that it would have probably been funny. <laughs> Had it blown in his face. <laughs> so so anyway. So this is Rapid City, South Dakota. We have, I don't know, a 12, 14-hour drive in front of us the next day to get up to Glacier National Park. So we get up, and we're about five hours into the drive, and I realize there's something wrong. What what had been, like, this stomach bug that I thought was had gotten better and gone away, in fact, did not go away. And we stop at a gas station, and I have uh, a little bit of relief from my distress, um, only for that distress to return right around dinner time. We're in Helena, the capital of Montana, and this distress has gone from just like hurting to like intense abdominal pain. We're sitting there at this another brew pub that is, is like 
I want to say it was a brothel like a hundred years ago, but now it's a brew pub <laughs> and it's kind of a, actually kind of a cool historic building. And, and I'm sitting there and unfortunately the previous release of pain had had its taken its toll. Maybe there were a couple times where I had a few bouts of um, let's just, what would you call it on the Bristol stool scale? Is it very high or very low? It, Left Again, me. we need to get Flag and Flag 5 back on to answer these questions. Because I can't remember which way was I more, don't water, more watery and which way was more sturdy. But, I mean, so I, I there's a reason this has been under lock and key. But this is the first time that I had <laughs> ever had such intense issues mm-hmm. to the point where it was uncomfortable to walk. What? <laughs> oh, man. I call my pharmacist wife and i'm like i i'm in some distress here like i need help like something to dry me up so she gave me some advice so she said take the dose for what's the dry me up pill emodium yeah like be cautious about that because that if you take too much that can lead to troubles on the other end yeah 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 so i think i think two pills is the dose she's like just take one and see and then she said, also get some Gatorade to replenish your electrolytes. And I'm like, it's so uncomfortable. Electrolytes got what plants need. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, but I've got some issues. It hurts to walk. She said, go to a, go and buy some baby wipes and some diaper rash cream. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like precisely what I needed. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And I... Yeah. I used did, both. I did not need these visuals. Okay. And the, yeah, you know what? Just make the podcast. I don't know. Kid, kid poop stories are cute and funny. <laughs> I don't know. Adult adult poop stories are funny and like I don't know. This is good. I, I think we're good. Thomas. Okay. Well, you, I'll, you, I'll shut, up. you, you shut up. You shut up. I didn't make the podcast. Okay. I'll decide if it makes the podcast. Okay. So we still had another six or seven hours in our drive. Um, oh God. We make a couple stops, and I think every bout I take a pill. Uh, we stop at some random, like, there aren't many towns. Did you ever either. think at any point about just cutting your losses? And what? And going back home? We're already 20 hours from home. And, what? like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip. driving? To Glacier National Park in northwest Montana. It is far from home. 20 hours? Okay. I didn't so, realize Montana was that far from where i mean i guess well, here's the thing is montana is massive so i can get to say bozeman yeah okay but but it's probably not eight hours it's probably another six hours from bozeman to to um to glacier anyway a lot of discomfort but i'm like okay we're on the right track i've got a treatment it's gonna be okay so we get to the campground we stay there it's fine but the next day in the next several days have have hiking on the agenda so i'm like all right okay we got this so uh, i i've got my medication i've got my treatment all that stuff it's we're good so we set off to hike the first day about halfway up encounter discomfort and this was the most interesting hike in that like in the middle of the wilderness we get to the the destination which was if I, if I took a minute of googling i could tell you exactly what the, the hike we did but there was an outhouse at the top amazing uh which was couldn't have couldn't have come sooner uh was able to get some relief there uh, hike back down get to a dinner spot and later that evening i i've never had this experience before i find myself literally praying for the lord's mercy uh, like uh of of 
like relief from abdominal pain uh, <laughs> while on toilet. It was that bad. Did you curl up yeah. in the fetal position that evening, or pretty much? Um, picture, yeah, yeah. I, I no, I don't, I'd rather I, not. I don't, really, I don't really want to tell you to picture. Let's not talk about pictures right now. Okay. I know you have a lot of pictures from this story, but let's just keep the pictures to yourself. Don't text them. Yeah, it, it's just pr- pretty much begging the good Lord for mercy. Um, the next day, but again, we're in paradise, so like, it, we weren't gonna like not do stuff. So next day, pretty good day, but we get to the top of this hike, and I need some relief, and there is not a tree in sight. But there's portalets, right? There's portalets just lined the trail all the way up of this beautiful, serene, <laughs> no. serene place. No? Okay. No, so somewhere on a rock on the side of a mountain is a large pile of, of <laughs> I don't know what. I tell this story, um, and I, I inserted this man visiting us, like, at dinner two nights before because I was feeling better. So you, and sm- so you smeared this paradise. I, I totally destroyed it. Um, <laughs> and like, here's the thing is like, it was a busy trail. So I'd like run around the corner of the mountain. Cause there's no trees in sight. I'd be like, go like another, like 3000 feet sideways oh to get out of, out of view. <laughs> so, my God. Um, well, I would have just loved for like a family to be coming around like a remote corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and walk up on you. Just, you're, just like, letting, you're just letting the rock have it. You're just you're just handing it to that rock. And <laughs> these people walk up and they're just, the kids are scarred for life. And, and they're like, those those baby wipes aren't biodegradable. My dream. <laughs> so, I this may not be the most PC um, part of the story, but... Um, the man who visited us uh, was a Native American, <laughs> and so um, we joked that it was the curse of Roger. Did I call him Roger? Yeah. That, in fact, he had cast an ancient Native American curse on us for not buying him a beer. Because that's literally the only explanation for the discomfort that I was in for the next, like, three days following this. Gosh. And let's just say that, like, uh, again, hikers hike so white. Anyway, go on. Youth and <laughs> youth and foolishness, and like me being worried about um, taking too much emodium when like I should have t- taken like fifty of them. You should have got, got the liquid version. Just been drinking that instead of Gatorade. <laughs> just I, I would have received a medal. Uh, I would have received. Uh, uh, so anyway, like an ancient Indian curse was placed on me. It's the only explanation. Um, I, I can't explain the, uh, how I got out of it, but that's my explanation for for um, my um, for um, like just a river of poop flowing down that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, three days of discomfort because I just all because I refused to enable who I thought was a was a an alcoholic. Stupid me. Learn your lesson, kids. If a homeless person comes up to you, give them all the alcohol. <laughs> Get them shit. Well, I don't even know guys, I don't even know if that's a funny story. I don't know if it would come across as funny, but like for my friend and I, it we is. joked about that for years. Like I mean, you know, you're a performer, you perform every Sunday. And <laughs> that's what I do. I perform. I'm sorry. I had to say that. Thank you for your story, Chris. I, I believe I believe it is. Oh, it's my pleasure to to share my my pain as your gain. <laughs> it, I think it is safe to say. Pain and gain, a great. Thing. I love it so much. 
Mark Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, it's safe to say that we are back on on the poop throne when it comes to. I know poop we stories. just took it over. We took over. Back on the throne, so to speak. The, the, the toilets, the, the porcelain throne, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so watching the twins, and uh, oh, Jim they're on Fox Twins. Oh, which no. twins? Uh, Ashley and Mary Kay. Minnesota Twins, the best the team in baseball the right now. Brothers. <laughs> and they have commercials for the herd with Colin Coward on, uh, on like Colin um, Coward. FS1. I hate that guy. Okay, I have a question. All right, I I had a comment. Yeah, no one I, cares. Thomas, you can get to this app because my thought occurred before <laughs> you started talking. So just because you didn't hear my thought doesn't mean that it wasn't there. And I have such a terrible short-term memory, I'll forget if I don't get to it now. So lately, you brought up Colin Coward, which reminded me of how much I hate any sports talk shows. I mean, I, I hate them all. Like the, the outkick, the outkick, the coverage guy. Uh, what's his his name? Um, anyway, he's he's a big with the conservatives right now because he went on ESPN and said boobs that one time. <laughs> and uh, he's pro boobs or something. Yeah, the, his comment. Or was we so, like boobs, or yeah. yeah. Yeah, his comment was so stupid, and yeah. like, and and all of a sudden, conservatives were like, "I love this guy," and but so I've been listening to the Ringer podcast with Bill Simmons, and I just gotta say, I love Bill Simmons now. I mean, I don't agree with him. Maybe half the time I agree with him, but he at least approaches talking about sports in the smartest way in like an analytical way um, even if he doesn't get to the conclusions that I all, all the time agree with he's he's definitely and his co-hosts like the guys that he has that write for the ringer and that have podcasts on the ringer are the smartest guys in uh, sports talk is and this is I, this because they have the same baseball opinions that you do no they don't have the same they they approach baseball from an analytical perspective but they don't always have the same conclusions that I come to, but they at least approach the subject in the correct way. And everybody else approaches it in the stupid way. And so no matter what they, their conclusions are like, they don't, they don't talk about sports in, in the right way. And so they're idiots and I, I'm not an idiot, obviously. And so, right. Like most, but, most, most uh, like radio sports personalities, are are just doofuses. They are um, in there playing to the lowest common denominator. Right. Yeah. Like they're 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 there to kind of generate buzz. Yeah. To generate like opinions. What like so they're just taking strong opinions. Right. They'll, and they'll take the popular person and they'll be like, either I love him or I hate him. And that's exactly. I I brought up Mike and Mike. That is exactly what they were the most popular morning sports radio show for however long they were on, and all they did was take the they took the, the, opinions, the biggest or? they big no they took the biggest straw man opinion that you could think of the the most straw man opinion that you could imagine about any topic and then just spent the entire show tearing it down that is all they did and so and everybody was like yeah yeah of course they're right but no one was arguing what they were saying it was just a gigantic straw man and and so that's just what drives me either that you're either saying things that like that are just to shock or you're just arguing against a huge straw man. 
that's all sports radio is. The the ringer shows they they don't do that at all. Well, I I, I guess um, I am inclined. I I haven't read or listened to much of Bill Simmons. I am inclined to dislike him and to not read or listen to him. He has because... a Boston bias, like, and a lot of people don't like his Boston. <clears throat> like he has a big Boston bias, but. But other than that, like if you just but the way that he actually talks right. about is so I'm inclined to dislike him, is, but I would probably is, appreciate him more than like ninety percent of like I just don't listen to sports talk. His co hosts they're just they're just loud, co- like right. pretty much all like I'm gonna equate every single sports talk person with like Skip Bayless. Like just be like brash and opinion or Stephen A. Yeah. Like that's not brash and opinionated. Uh, I mean Bill Simmons isn't like those guys at all. I'm, like I'm, that's not what I'm saying not. is he's I, I'm saying he's probably not. Oh, okay. I'm inclined to dislike him, but he would probably be the guy that 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 I would. Well, yeah. I, I I understand until, why you up, up until very recently, that's where I was on Bill Simmons. Like I I like I just assumed because you would hear like bites of him on when he was still with ESPN. You would hear like little sound bites from him here and there, and I would just be like, oh, like. I, I seriously hated Bill Simmons, and I just thought he well, was and, terrible. And he thinks he's smarter and funnier than everybody, and he's but he actually he's not is. That like he's he, not that no, funny. no, actually, he is both. He's really funny. Oh, all right, fine, he's the best. Okay. Because he has a movie podcast too, can, that where they we, talk about where they talk okay. about movies. Stuff can we like rename our podcast the Bill Simmons podcast? Yeah, let's let's name this the let's name this episode the Ringer with Bill Simmons. <laughs> Deal. We talked a little bit in foreplay about flying, and Chris, you said that you're you're not a fan of long flights. I'm not. Yeah. It's, so it's not that I'm scared of flying. In fact, I kind of like flying. I like. I hate. I hate the process of being in the airport and the waiting, hurrying up and waiting, and all that garbage. But um, I actually like like looking out the window and and that stuff. But like after two hours in a plane, oh my gosh, just being confined to a seat. So if if it's more than five hours or more than four hours, like it feels like an eternity to me. So like when I, I've been to Europe twice, and um, Thomas, I don't know how you do it. You said you had an eleven hour flight. It was like ten hours, forty minutes. Oh, so even a flying from Hawaii, we we went Sioux Falls to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to L.A., and then L.A. to Hawaii. Just the L.A. to Hawaii flight, that leg. Seemed like a lifetime to me. I remember just being like, Ugh, I was such a baby about it. <laughs> like, even though I like at the end, I got to be in Hawaii, the five or six hour flight just seemed like it was forever. So, I, yeah. so I, when Thomas said it was a, it was a 10 or 11 hour flight, I was like, oh crap, that must have sucked. I don't think I find it nearly as terrible as you do. The, the part that I dislike is when you're flying to Europe, so you're flying overnight and then you land but you still might have a transfer or connection or something like that. So even if you land after that long flight, you're still stuck on another bloody airport for two hours and need to find another gate and you need to try to find something to eat and you slept maybe an hour and a half in... in Which isn't great, but that beats being stuck in a skinny little seat for 10 hours. Yeah, but you're not quite awake. You're just stumbling across the airport trying to find wherever you're going. So, on the plane, I ended up watching a few movies since I had some time to kill. Uh, yeah, I heard you watch some good ones, too. 
I I did. So the first one I watched was actually Swedish. It's a, an old childhood classic of mine. Oh, this is going to be good. Well, it, it's it's a caper. The, the girl who no, just got just, a special victims unit crime? No, I don't even know what that means. It, it's it's The a, girl with the dragon tattoo isn't about some violent sexual crime. How or am I supposed to know? I don't know, it's Swedish. I don't It's like that's I don't basically in my mind all Swedish movies and and literature is like Violent perversion. <laughs> is that inaccurate? It's sort of right. So the the <laughs> first movie I watched was this uh, caper from my childhood, which has uh, a bunch of my favorite comedians in it. It is hilarious. They made a series. Like, there are a series of them. There are a bunch of them, and they're great. And then I watched Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, nice. The, How'd you like it? It, uh, it all right. So, so let's... let's That's on this. HBO right now. Yeah. Do you guys have yeah. HBO? Let's make this clear. It's not a good movie. Is it entertaining? <laughs> Mink it... said it was the best movie ever made. <laughs> it, it, yeah, so it's not a good movie, but it is really entertaining. It is, it is, a, like, it's enjoyable to watch. And there and are... Aquafina was your favorite part? There are a lot of hot Asian chicks. But anyway, then... I got to the highlight of my flight. Uh, I I asked on Twitter, uh, and someone suggested that I should watch on the basis of sex, uh, and so uh, so I did. So that's the movie about the first female Supreme Court justice, right? Th- that doesn't sound right. Oh, okay. That, oh, that, wait, that was Sandra Day O'Connor. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. so what's that movie about? Uh, this movie is about Marty Ginsburg. Uh, who oh goes man, to Yale. it's about the man behind. Behind every great woman is a great man, right? Yeah, he goes to Yale Law School and he gets uh, diagnosed in his second year with cancer and he's given like a 5% chance to survive and he survives. And then later on, together with his wife, he argues uh, a case in front of the appellate court uh, about uh, gender discrimination. It's it's actually quite a good movie. My favorite part is where Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like, rebellions are built on hope. I, I, I take it that uh, neither of you have actually seen this. No. So That's my favorite movie, Thomas. What so, do you mean? I've so, seen it. So it's called On the Basis of Sex. They use that phrase in the movie maybe oh. 20 times. No. <laughs> I started counting and I lost count and then I didn't care anymore. It was just too good. It's, it's like from Chav King Arthur. The legend of the sword has grown. I was I was a little confused though because it also seemed like a strange Law and Order episode, uh, you know, because Sam, uh, what's his name, Waterston was there. Was he really? Yeah, yeah, he he played a good guy, I guess. A question I have after watching on the basis of sex is, why does Army Hammer keep getting jobs, or rather, why does he keep picking the movies that? He does. Like woke movies? I don't I, know. I guess that's did you, but did you guys even... watch that did you guys watch that that sniper one that he's in? It's on Netflix. No, it's which called, one's that? Uh, uh, I told you guys about it. I texted you both that you should watch it. It's on Netflix now. It's is a it good single single frontier? Is it the first of the Frontier yeah, it's, trilogy? It's single it's single frontier. It's the first of the uh, Frontier trilogy. Double Frontier is going to be because Army Hammer is uh, Ben Affleck's dad in Single Frontier. (laughs) And Double Frontier is going to feature a uh, young Tom Holland playing a young Ben Affleck. Uh, Robert Redford plays an old Army Hammer. And uh, I can't remember the rest of the plot, but it's coming out. So is that Wounds that he's in right now? 
No, no, it's not called Worms. It's it's on Netflix right now. It came out a while ago. I saw it before it was on Netflix, and then when it was on Netflix, I told you guys you should watch it because it's pretty good. Ugh, you li- you lie. Oh, wall. It's called like the wall or something about a call wall. Me, call me by your wall. Call me by your wall. <laughs> the, the Lone Ranger? Yep. The the Lone Wall. Mine. It's called Mine. It, wall. <laughs> well, it's called... That's four letters. I do called, not remember you recommending this. Okay, so there's another there's another movie. So I probably recommended Mine also, but there's another movie that's called The Wall. With Matt that, Damon? No, not that, you dipshit. They're both about snipers in the Middle East. Is this that Pink Floyd album? Yep, that's what it is. It's called The Wall. It's just, it's called The Wall. 2017. It's not in his filmography. On... It's that's not the Armory Hammer movie. They're very what? similar. <laughs> they're very similar movies. The Army Hammer movie is called Mine. It's about a sniper and it's about a mine, a minefield. The Wall is about a sniper and it's called The Wall because he hides behind a wall. Army Hammer, he's stuck on a mine for the entire movie. The Wall, a guy is stuck behind a wall for. <laughs> So what's American very similar movies? How does a mime turn into what's American Sniper stuck behind? (laughs) American Sniper Sniper. Bradley Cooper is stuck behind a a a trash panda, and he's stuck behind a microphone and Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) The wall. Which one are we supposed to watch? Oh my gosh, the wall is NC seventeen. Both of them are good. The Wall is directed by Doug Liman, who I think he directed like the first the first uh, Born Identity movies and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was also a good movie. Edge of Tomorrow. He directed Edge of Tomorrow, which is great. American Made. Doug Liman's a good director. Hey, Ryan, you know who's in uh, On the Basis of Sex? Justin Thoreau. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. What is he? Who's he playing there? He's the head of the ACLU. Oh, so, so he, he's he's fighting for justice. He, big, uh, it's a big virtue signaling part for him. <laughs> so anyway, on the basis of sex, it's it's it barely gets across the fine line for a movie. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it's nothing special. I understand that a lot of people who uh, loves RGB they love this movie, but it comes across as a bit boring. It is sort of like the post. Like no, I like the post. No, the boring, slow, not <sighs> not that great, uh, and it's sort of the same with this. It's boring. But most slow, people tell me that I'm boring and slow, and people still like me. Yeah, they mean slow in a different way, right? Speaking of people still liking you, do you have any updates on your attempt to get new friends? So there's the Beto guy that you haven't heard from. Not heard from him. Okay. I reached out to an old friend that I originally met when I first moved to Austin, and we were good friends for a while. And then he started hanging out with you. You know, the last time he invited me to his house was when we had we had at the time had an extra washer and dryer that was in our storage unit. And the last time he invited me to to his house was when he invited me to help him move our washer and dryer into his house because they needed one. And I haven't seen him since then. And he's never offered to give it back to me. I have a feeling that he was using me. I don't know. For a washer and dryer. I guess. I guess he knew that I had it. He was just waiting for the right time. Because we were friends for years before that, all, and I don't, I, I don't know why. Like, that's a long, that's a long con, he, man. He was in for the log game. I'm gonna I be guess. friends with you for like six years. 
So can steal your washer and dryer. Yeah, one. and then he started telling me, he's like, oh, we need to buy a new washer and dryer. And he's like, ours. And you're like, you're my friend. Like, and I was like, oh, hey, you know what? I actually, I have. I have an extra washer in our storage unit. And I was like, I'd be happy to bring it in with my truck. And, but you know, he helped me get it in there. He did help get it. He did help take it into his house. We used to go over there. Literally the moment you crossed the threshold, you haven't heard from him. Believe that you guys have watched a masterpiece. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it a masterpiece, but you um, guys have watched a very expensive movie. I don't know if I would say I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like that other, kind of like uh, Highwaymen, where it just got. Hey, I finished ended in eventually. Oh, you finished. Okay, all right. Yeah, it was not the ending I thought it was. Certain movies capture my imagination. For instance, I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians, but because Crazy Rich Asians um, did very well with certain, like, did you did you just say Crazy Rich Rich Asians? Asians, uh, because it did well with a certain demographic, like, I want to watch that movie. I can't wait to watch it, because certain people loved it. No, you, you'll enjoy um, it. It's enjoyable. Anyway, hang on. I, I you haven't, you, hold on. You haven't watched it yet, right? I haven't. Don't spoil but, it for me. But you, you can't... You, I'm uh, yeah, you. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! You can't wait to watch it, right? I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> now, I, I literally mean, can't wait. It has guys. been on HBO. We this podcast it's early. It's been on HBO. It's been on HBO for months. <laughs> and you haven't. No, maybe like two. So if you couldn't wait to watch it, I literally haven't had time between seem- between the podcast and the prep I have to do for the podcast. <laughs> I, I spare a minute. You're right. I he, forgot how much. So I'm just fascinated by certain things. So even though I haven't watched it, I noticed that John Carter became available on Netflix. And you may be like, John who? You know, what do you – if you don't yeah, kind of follow cinema, um, John Carter at the time I believe was the most expensive movie produced. came out in, in 2012, and um, they handed this movie off to – not the, they, I shouldn't say that. It's not that they handed it off. A very talented um, uh, he was filmmaker. A director. He's not just a capable director. Now, this was his first live action. Right. But, but, um, but this he, he guy, had done Wally. He did Wally, Finding, Finding Nemo, Nemo mm-hmm. Toy Story, and Toy Story 2, which made all the money. Yeah. <laughs> had all the eyeballs, made all the money. Andrew Stanton directed these um, for, for Pixar, he, he made did a, he did, billions. He didn't direct the Toy Stories, he wrote them, though. Okay, but but the fact is, like, he knew how to make. He was around for the making of Toy Story. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I I'm agreeing with Chris because he co-wrote all I... of the all four Toy Story films. He wrote Monsters Inc. He directed Finding Nemo. I he don't directed think this was... A Bug's Life. He directed... no, I agree. I don't think this was Andrew Stanton's fault. I think he is a good director. Over over like a, a 12 or 13, 15 year span. His movies have made hundreds of millions of dollars. He made billions of dollars gross for, for Pixar sure. and Disney and 
and um and the like so like he he, he um and so anyway growing up he had read these novels which really captured his imagination um the john carter of mars novels and uh, he wanted to bring them to to the screen and so he convinced disney to finance them to the tune of ah, i'm gonna get this wrong do you guys know how much $177 million, which at the time, I believe, was the most expensive film ever made. Yeah. And it uh, lost a tremendous amount of money for Disney. <laughs> As you know, like, it, it doesn't have a lot of, like, residents in, in the culture. It just it just didn't stick. And uh, so Ryan recommended a podcast. So Ryan and I both listened to a podcast on kind of uh, – what would you call it? Like, a, like why, it, why it failed or what's, what's the it's podcast called? called? It's, it's called uh, What Really Happened. It's a guy who happened. talks about – different like store stories that were like cultural phenomena at the time and then people came to a conclusion just based on like headlines and yeah. then but then he goes into okay what really happened and it's so, a really good podcast it, I'd very good podcast and this this particular episode is very good it's very thorough and if we had show notes we'd probably share it maybe nope. if we think of it if we'll we, tweet out if, a link if we had what show notes Shh. Show notes? Is that one word? What are you saying? Show notes? That, that's what JBL Am sends out every right? morning. Show notes. I think we're in a post-show notes society, so I don't <laughs> we must think we do those anymore. O- only podcasts who are living in the past still do show notes. Yes, I guess. I the the conclusions of this podcast, and we'll talk about the movie, but but just, I guess, uh, as background, the conclusions that it made were, were like, I think, sixfold. Like, there were, like, maybe six reasons why why John Carter failed. One was a, a big marketing failure. One of the things is uh, the it was supposed to be a trilogy, and, and the first movie should have been called The Princess of Mars. And at minimum should have been called John Carter of Mars, but they were afraid that being too outer spacey would not be a mainstream hit. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Slow down. Is it a sci-fi movie? It's sci-fi. Yes, yeah. it is sci-fi. But but they wanted to not lead. They wanted to be a blockbuster because they're spending 177 million or uh, to make it. Like they wanted. They like they anticipated like a huge domestic box office. Yeah, because I can't think of any space movies that have ever been successful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is which is why it's such a biz- bizarre failure that that they were like. Okay, let's just – can you think of a – so John Wick is a hit, but not a financial hit. It is now. Uh, Michael Clayton. Uh, not many people watch that movie with George Clooney. Like like just having a guy's name, if there isn't a brand awareness for John Carter, for, for this person, like nobody's yeah. going to know what it is. And it is an outer space movie. It is John Carter of Mars. So put that in the movie. Or like – and the other thing is they didn't think – they didn't want it to be too sci-fi, even though it was a sci-fi movie that takes place on Mars. Very strange also, choice not to put of Mars. Of Mars, very strange. But also, um, they, they they thought women wouldn't like it, so they call it John Carter instead what, of you what, know what? Princess of Mars. The first the first book is called The Princess of Mars, and women wouldn't like that. Well, they they thought that 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 they needed to really market it to men, and calling it the Princess of Mars wouldn't bring in men. Oh, so this is this is like the Dr. Pepper 10 of movies? What do you say? Uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Wasn't it Dr. Pepper that released like the Dr. Dr. Pepper 10, just 10 flavors yeah. for men or something? Oh, yeah, 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 they did. <laughs> I have no a, memory of this. That was a disaster. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, move on. Yeah, so it was, it was clever. It was clever. Anyway, go on. So not only was, was the, the even just the... The the naming of the film a, a marketing disaster, but th- 
they they had planned a Super Bowl commercial, which instead of just having a trailer, they had like I don't even understand. It was like a scavenger hunt, like having yeah. look for things. But here's the thing that I didn't realize about Super Bowl commercials is it's kind of a roll of the dice that you don't have much control. So you pay all this money for a commercial and they, they may cut your commercial from one minute to 30 seconds. So if it's like a, a, a review or a injury timeout, just a roll of the dice, they, they may not give you the full minute. They may just give you a 30 second commercial. And so the commercial that they got was a, a just a, a debacle because like they didn't actually get to advertise the movie. They just kind of gave the first 30 seconds of the scavenger hunt. And then you saw it was not. Of- it wasn't the cut of the trailer that the director wanted right. to show either. <laughs> It was because that's the thing, like after the the Super Bowl trailer went out, um, fans recut the trailer themselves and it was much better. Than the than the trailer that was playing on commercials. So 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 the the marketing was a big disaster, and the and um so then the marketing kind of turned on the movie in that every movie has reshoots, but for whatever reason, um, the press <laughs> on on the reshoots made it seem like uh oh like they're panicking, it's a disaster. When like it was um, just standard, it was very just standard. standard stuff. Yeah, like but, I don't know but, if you know this, but um, spoiler alert for Endgame. Um, Iron Man's line, I am Iron Man. That was a reshoot that happened just a few months ago. That was that was the last thing they shot. Like the original line he had was very actually quite different. So they, they were like, Yeah, he's gonna die, he's gonna snap his fingers. But they inserted that. That was the last reshoot they did. Um so like reshoots are very common. Like it's it's a thing that you do. Right. Um yeah. Especially so, and they happen more. The the bigger budget a movie has, the more reshoots they do. Because they have the budget to do it and but for whatever reason the fact that john carter had to do reshoots was by the press made into this terrible thing oh it's a terrible movie they're having to do reshoots the movie must be terrible so so another thing is is that um and and i don't buy this as much filmmakers had had desired to make a movie version of this basically since the advent of filmmaking Mm -hmm. but they were unable to do so because of because it takes place on mars it has alien races it is just so expensive to make um because it, it requires all these different locations so much cgi which that's what I don't buy is like, I think they could have done it cheaper for generations and generations and generations. This story was the inspiration for so many other stories. Like I guess George Lucas loved John Carter of Mars. Yeah. Like so many science fiction or fantasy or adventure films were based on these ideas. Number one, it had to be like minimum budget was so high. It would have been hard to make money no matter what. Number number two, um, it was the inspiration for so many blockbusters and so many great movies and stories. But the fact that it inspired them, like the, the products were great, but like have all these stories been told already? Like, does anyone want to read the story that actually ins- or, or watch the story that inspired all these stories or are the secondary stories actually better than the original is a question that this guy asked. Um, Ryan, you, you probably listened to this forever ago. Do you remember any other things like why, like, oh, I, the other one that, that kind of stands out in my mind is, is, is that, uh, Disney, like George Lucas put Star Wars up for sale, like shortly after, like this was ready to, to, as this was wrapping up. 
So essentially, yeah, that's there, there right. is speculation yeah. that Disney killed Disney this. Disney did not. Yeah, Disney they did want, not want this. To they didn't want to turn. The, they didn't want to sink more money into two more movies for this because they just they're bought, getting ready to pay for. They were getting ready to buy Star Wars, and and this they were they were saying this would take away from Star Wars because it's kind of a similar space movie or whatever. Well, now. Not only to be a trilogy, but they were going to have like the idea vision was to have theme parks based on right. Jim Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this was going to be its own, like maybe not D- Disney World, but this would be like it, you know, so so Star Wars has its own section of Disney World now, a like gigantic tentpole franchise. Oh, yes. Okay, so question: finances aside, is it a good movie? I'll let Ryan go first, based on the first third that he watched. I've seen a third of it. I don't think it's. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I was interested in continuing to watch it, which I will at some point. When I, 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 I like, I like want to, and I can't wait to. If only it were, <laughs> if it were available to watch, I would finish watching it. Does it? Does it look like two hundred million dollars on screen? Tell you what, I mean, okay. there was a, there was a space at the beginning. There's a space. There's a, there's a battle on Mars, and they have these ships, and the ships, my problem, I mean, it looks, it looks fine, I think, but my problem, I don't know, my problem was that the, the ships, they're flying, but they are, they rely on, like, slave power to turn, just to, like, to turn the ship, like, you have to have a whole army of people to, like, and, and, like, the, the the captain has a big has a big wheel. The has captain a has what? to be has a big what? <laughs> the captain has to be a big strong guy because this wheel is bigger than he is that he has to like you know put all of his might into to turn. It just seemed like okay. So do they have technology? Do they not have technology? It seemed a little like they're flying. They could figure out the flying, but they couldn't figure out <laughs> the turning. Like, <laughs> aerodynamics once you're in the air <laughs> like like it's not hard to use wind to, to to turn something i mean it just seems strange it was very primitive flying it, it, it wasn't like spaceships no it's not primitive fr- flying there's no propeller they're not like they're not using like heli- giant helicopter blades to keep themselves up there's like, nothing there's a jet engine or a magic engine of some kind that's keeping them in the air they can't use that same magic to make a turn or maneuver in in the. I mean, it's these giant. It's like a. It's it's like a um, an an aircraft carrier in the air. Uh, okay, but, okay, Bill Nye. So, Chris, what what do you think of this? Well, uh, I was wondering if if Ryan and I could could do our pitch meeting real quick. Okay. That that'll kind of uncover. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite genres, not genres. One of my favorite. Screen Rant on YouTube has these series. This one dude does these things called pitch meetings. So John Ra is my favorite director. Say again. The John Ra is my favorite director. I, I don't know who that is. With the the pigeons, John Ra or the doves. I'm sorry, John. Never mind. Let's move past it. John Wu. I was making John Wu. You said. <laughs> what did I say? You said John. You said the way you said John Ra. It sounded like you were saying John oh. Ra, and I said John Ra. Is my favorite director. <laughs> <laughs> my God, Ryan. 
Good, okay. good try. Where to? Okay. Me? Uh, yeah, Ryan. You. You ruined everything. Ryan. <laughs> so, uh, on on YouTube, on uh, the ScreenRant channel, I wish it had its own channel. There's there's this um series of videos called pitch meetings. Like if you type in pitch meeting in any movie, like this guy will make fun of the movie and will like has concocted a pitch meeting where someone pitches this dumb idea like and it explains like why stupid elements of a movie exist or why like they'll kind of make fun of plot holes so ryan and i've written a little pitch meeting for this movie that ryan and i are going to act out i am going to act as the writer and ryan is going to be the film executive you ryan are you ready to do this i'm ready all right let's do it you ready so you're here to pitch a movie. Yep. Nice. What's it about? Well, it's about Mars. Oh, space. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's based on this book called A Princess of Mars. Yeah, I think that could work. Yeah. So it's called John Carter. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this guy named John Carter. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's a Civil War veteran. Nice. Everybody loves veterans. Someone who fought in slavery? What a hero. Well, actually, he fought for the Confederacy. Okay. And now he's in the West somewhere, and Brian Cranston plays this U.S. Cavalry officer who's trying to get John Carter to help him. I love Brian Cranston. He's so talented. Yeah, he's going to be in like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> so Brian Cranston is like, John Carter, you're a hard man to find. Except that Carter has run up a huge debt at this one bar and is, in fact, at that bar asking for more money. Whoops. Whoopsie. Okay. So he has a chance to rede redeem himself uh, for fighting for the Confederacy and help Brian Cranston and the United States. Nope. He runs away to find a cave of gold. And in that cave, he's suddenly zapped to Mars. Or a copy of him is. Well, which is it? Is he zapped there or is a copy of him zapped there? Well, that's unclear. Well, if it's a copy, then what happens to his body on Earth? Does he go on to live a normal life? Does his copy live on Earth and hibernate and his consciousness is on Mars? We're not going to answer any of those questions. Okay, then. So what happens to Mars? Well, he discovers that he can jump really high, like <laughs> hundreds of feet in the air. Wow. Martians can jump this high as well? Nope, just John Carter. Why? I don't know. Something to do with gravity. So does the effect wear off as his body gets used to the gravity of Mars? <laughs> nope. He's pretty much a superhero on Mars. Nice. People love superheroes. <laughs> Yeah, so a Thark sees him jumping and is like, hey! And Jared Carter is like, whoa. And even though they don't speak the same language, they try to communicate. And John Carter is like, I'm John Carter. I'm from Virginia. <laughs> and the Thark is like, I hear you saying a lot of words, but I'm going to really focus on the word Virginia and pretend like that's your name. And yeah, then for the rest people, but... of the movie, the, the Tharks will call him Virginia, and it's going to be hilarious. Uh, calling people by the wrong name is always hilarious. So are there other groups of people on Mars? Thanks, Brian. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked. There are actually two warring peoples. There's the city of Helium, which is fighting against this other Helium? city. Yeah, I Helium? Yeah, Helium. I love that nightclub. Me and my boys are always there every night. Bottle service! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Helium. Are there other cities named after club, nightclubs and noble gases? Nope, just this one. <laughs> Don't you think this... <laughs> Hold on, let me do that again. Don't you think this is going to be distracting? Having one of the cities named after a noble gas, which is the lighter... Uh, which is lighter than air? Would you please just not make this a thing? Okay, then. 
All right, so these cities are warring against one another, and then there's this other group of really powerful, shape-shifting beings that work behind the scenes for their own purposes. I kind of thought you were going to explain more about them. Oh, no, that's all. <laughs> Don't you think the viewers are going to be confused? No, because... Good logic. Well, I like what I've heard so far. Let's roll the dice on this script. I've got 300 million burning a hole in my pocket. Do you have stars in it? Yeah, Taylor Kitsch. Who? You know, Taylor Kitsch. Who? Taylor Kitsch. You keep saying that, but I don't know who that is. Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Yeah, who's bigger than Tim Riggins? <laughs> Nobody. He is the biggest star today. Well, I anyway, Tim Riggins is great. I hope he has the same exact hair as he has in Friday Night Lights. Can you write that into his contract? For sure. All right, sounds like we've got a movie. I don't have any more lines. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all the further I got. I'm I'm looking at Taylor Kitsch's uh, filmography. His career hasn't been great since John Carter. Nope. <laughs> and, and, and that's what's kind of fascinating to me. Like, is Lone it a good Survivor movie? And wasn't he in Triple Frontier too? No. No. I I, di- I didn't. It, it wasn't a bad movie. But there, there were a lot of, like, you had to very quickly figure out. So there's a lot of um, table setting because this, this was originally going to be a trilogy. And, and if it were a standalone movie, they would not have spent as much time setting it up. You'd have quickly been sent to Mars and been thrown into the action. But instead, there's just a lot of time, like, really, like, setting this universe. Like, so he's in New York City and there's a lot of period stuff that's totally unnecessary um, even this really like they should have just had it like five minutes in the old West and then sent him to Mars. Um, but even the Mars, like there's the Tharks and the Zorns and the Forns and the, you know, the helium and the, this and the, and, and like, um, and, and the names on Mars are kind of confusing. There's the, and, and like they could have eliminated all that and they could have put a lot more star power into it. So like the princess of Mars was, she was, she was good. But I feel like John Carter could have been cast differently, and that would have brought a lot more eyes to the movie. And like, it wasn't that Taylor Kitsch was bad; it was just that I don't think he served the movie. He was fine. He he could have been, yeah, he could have been fine. I mean, but it it seems like if the rest of the movie had more, like he would have worked better. Like if you're if the rest of the movie had bigger stars in it. Yeah, get Brad Pitt or get Tom Cruise or get uh, I I don't know like uh, Dominic West. What does he do in this movie? So he's the bad guy. So there are these two warring tribes. There's the city of Helium and some other city. Um, Dominique West. And then, there, but then there's this other shadowy race of people that seems very powerful, but instead of actually doing stuff, they just kind of like step in here and there. And that's Mark Strong plays this bad guy, but it's not really clear like what. Oh wait, those they are have. those are bad guys. Are They're definitely guys? against John Carter, and John Carter is the protagonist. Okay. Well, I didn't get that. Um, so, uh, what are they called? Again, so you have to very quickly acquaint yourself with... Yeah, I with, couldn't figure out what those people were supposed to be yeah. called. Yeah. So, like, early on, there's someone, like, following him in New York. I think that's one of those people. And then when he's transported yeah. to Mars, he kills one of those people in the cave. So, I guess they're easy to kill. But yeah, then Mark Strong he, is shape-shifting and really powerful on Mars. So, so that's where I got to when, he, really when he killed one of those people. I assumed he was screwed after that. Like, they were going to be like, oh, you shouldn't have killed that guy. We, he was trying to help you. But they're bad, is what you're saying. Well, Mark Strong's bad. That's clear. Okay. 
Spoilers. Um, well, I don't know if he's whatever. Like, it's not clear. But because um, they didn't get to finish the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's yeah, yeah. But, like John Carter is is not on Mars for very long, where he decides to to side with helium that they're the good guys, and so he works to defeat the other civilization. I can't you guys didn't like my helium nightclub joke. I I, th- I I don't know if I get it. Is that a reference or is that just a joke? There's a nightclub. There's a lot of nightclubs called Helium. I'm not a nightclub kind of guy. I'm not either, but I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts for this week's episode? We are going to uh, start. Is it going to be a series or a recurring segment? What do we call it? Uh, we're going to be watching and talking about movies from 1999. Yes. Upcoming episodes. Big Daddy. Big, oh no. Big, Big Daddy was Big Daddy was X'd from the list, apparently. <laughs> no, you can watch Big Daddy. I, I, I just don't want to watch an Adam Sandler movie. Alright, so that's what we have to look forward to, and that's it for this week. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, I boys. I think I peaked in nineteen ninety nine. Hey Ryan, are you on the podcast? Uh yeah, sorry, I was, I was uh, making a serious argument on Twitter, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry! 